Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. into another News for Jags podcast. I'm Jamal St. Cyr alongside Justin Barney. Justin, the Jaguars are now 2-3. and three. This is uh, the start that we probably would have been happy with before the season, yeah. but after some of the way the Jaguars got off to that early start taking down teams like the Chargers and the Colts, expectations it, may have raised a little fe- bit. It feels <laughs> extremely disappointing, but had, you know, had we been talk- talking about this start Back in July, you know, if you were you said Jacksonville would be two and three, at you know a quarter the quarter point of the season or a little way into the a quarter point in the season, I would have taken that. And not only are they two and three, but the one thing that fans kept saying all off season is that they just wanted the team to be competitive in the fourth quarter. Has there been a single game no, this year no, that you felt like they were out of in no, the fourth quarter? Absolutely. I mean, statistically or from how they performed. Yeah, absolutely. You felt like they were <laughs> they were seriously out of reach with Trevor with uh, potential game winning or game tying drives. But that, that that's but the end of the fourth quarter. That's the end of the game. You know, hey, you got three quarters of they might win this game football. Yes. And it, then and then in the fourth quarter something went wrong and and all of the losses. But you know what? That's what fans kept saying. But understandably, after the way the year started. Uh, it, it's it's disappointing, disappointing a little bit to be at two and three now, especially especially t- losing to the Texans. The, the Texans loss to me was that kind of the fulcrum for the disappointment. You again, okay? I didn't expect them to win in L.A. They won big. I didn't expect them to, uh, you know, lose to I, the the indie game here. I really, I, I don't know what I expected from there. Yeah, you historically beat them, but. I didn't have a lot of faith in, in Jackson being able to win that game. You win that game, you look good in the process, and then you come out with just two clunkers, especially the Texans game. Again, I don't fault them for losing to the Eagles. Great game, terrible conditions, or great team, terrible conditions up there. But the Texans one, to me, is really the step back for this team. And, and you know, I know you've, you've kind of been on Trevor about is he the guy for this team, and the last two games he certainly has not. All right, before we get to Trevor, we'll get there. Trust me and believe we won't <laughs> let that slide. So the, the, this loss to the Texans, uh, the reason why this one is strange is because we've talked so much about the confidence of this roster. And when you're a young team and now you're 2-3 and three on the season, at the time you were 2-2 two and two with close losses to an undefeated Eagles team, with a close loss to the Commanders, you were, they were feeling good. They were feeling mm-hmm. really good, and they even, they, you know, they've talked about it. Uh, well, we know we beat ourselves. They didn't beat us. You know, they'd say it in the locker room after those losses, like, ah, if we would have played better, we know we could have won that mm-hmm. game. And that confidence was stepping up each, right. each week, up, up. And then it almost felt like, like when I got to the stadium on that Sunday, I knew they were there was no way they were going to win that game. It just felt flat. You know, it, it felt like they thought they were showing up to play some – some cupcake game Which like is, you get in college is, football. That that confidence had been stepping up. It's the same way they approached the Texans last year under Urban Meyer, where it was like, "Ah, what's this? They're, we're playing Youngstown State. Like we're gonna demolish." I, and these I guys. don't understand that with the history of the Texans. You know, you come back 
you're at home for the first time in what feels like forever last week, and the history with Texas, what's on the line in that game? To me, what was on the line in that Houston game was credibility, okay, you established yourself as a legitimate team, the page has been turned, you're a new team under Doug Peterson, and you come out with so much on the line, and you fall flat, and not only fall flat, but six points to the freaking windless Texans. That is embarrassing. And yeah, I don't care about confidence and you're ticking upwards and, um, you know. They were, they were feeling themselves a little bit. Yeah, and I, I don't understand how you lose that game. I just don't understand how you lose that game. So to me, that I think that was a must-win game for this team to really take that next step. Felt like it. And you go out and it's just an absolute egg you laid. And you know, it's the same thing we've heard from from Doug Peterson, the players, the last couple of weeks. Now, um, you know, we've got to correct this. We've got to. We've got issues. We've got to uh, fix things as a coaching staff. But you, if you continually repeat that same phrase, when do the when do you start seeing those results of um, you know of, of a coaching staff taking uh, a step forward and stuff? And I know Doug is has uh, reiterated, hey, this is about where we thought we'd be. We're not disappointed. We don't think it's a huge step back. But I think from a from a fan's perspective, from an outsider's perspective, you really feel like it is a letdown. You feel like what you've accomplished, you know, I, I know it's a it's a week-to-week business and the highs and lows in the NFL, but I do think it's a massive letdown for Jacksonville that it could not beat the Texans. Again, nine consecutive losses to Houston and and to me, a chance to really assert yourself like we are a new program, we're a new franchise, we have turned the page on Urban Meyer, our colossal failures, our inability to close games. We are here to stay. We're going to compete for the AFC South Championship. And to me, that was an absolute regression. It felt like you're back last year with Daryl Bevel running the team. It just, Ooh. it was a bad performance hey, all now, the way Bev around. Bev won the last game. In his Bev did here. win the last game. <laughs> Bev won it. Uh, you know, look. Ultimately, the defense pitched a good game, and that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of some of the guys do quietly feel like, you know, the defense played a winnable mm-hmm. game. When you hold the team to that many points or that few points and give up one touchdown on the day, generally you should yeah. win that football game. And again, the, you even the look. The offense let you down, yep. and Trevor Lawrence let you down. The boneheaded interception in the end zone. Inexcusable. 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 It was an awful throw. It was never there. He needed to tuck it and run or throw it out of the back of the stick. Give a fan a souvenir to go home with. Whatever you got to do to make yourself feel good. But it's these mistakes that kind of pile up for him. We're at the point where we talk about Trevor. This is two bad games in a row for him. He, at some point, he has to elevate. He has flashes. He's been flashing since last year. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you have to start to string together good plays and then flash. Mm-hmm. Instead, we get overthrow. Uh, oh, well, Trevor has to take a couple of drives to settle in. And then after he settles in, he plays okay football. You might get a flash throw here or there, mm-hmm. and then you get a, a boneheaded mistake that kicks you in the teeth. And it, at some point, he has to elevate his level of play. Does Trevor Lawrence have the talent to be a good player? Yes. But he has to transcend where he's at. I mean, the, that's what the NFL kind of is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you come in and you're, unless you're just a freak of nature, you can't be the same guy you were in college and find success in the NFL. Right. Right now, we see Trevor kind of playing. He, he's always been the blessed player on the field at every level that he's played at until he got to the NFL, and now he's surrounded by guys. Mm-hmm. And so now he has to find a way 
to be that consistent guy and transcend even where he's at because now teams are scouting him. They watch every throw, see what he does, and they understand where his weaknesses are. Trevor is not a patient quarterback. That's why the Texans were able to take advantage of him. They put that cover two over the top, took away the throws down the field, and said, check down. He wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And teams understand that he's not the greatest at looking off safeties and looking off coverages with his eyes. He is not there yet. Can be a maturation process thing. Can he get there one day? Maybe. He ain't there right now. Mm -hmm. And so teams are going to play this patient coverage on him and make him make the throws or take what the defense is giving you to make the plays. Can he be a good quarterback? Maybe. Am I necessarily completely sold that he is going to be that? No. No, I, no, I, I mean, don't think he can be at this point. You can't be. I mean, realistically, does he have all of the tools to be a great player? Yes. Was his game against the Texans awful? No. He, he missed a few throws. There were some drop passes by the receivers. That interception looks glaringly bad. But overall, they moved the football. Mm -hmm. The struggles in the red zone are inexcusable. They have to figure out a way to put the ball in the end zone, whether that's on Doug and say, you know what, we got to hand the ball off and take the ball out of this kid's hands, or if that's on Trevor to understand when he needs to use his legs. Either way, you got to score touchdowns because your defense gave up one touchdown and two 50-plus yard field goals. Yes. There is no reason you lose that football game, and I hope that whole offense sat in a room with a mirror and just looked at it and said, we are the problem. And to me, and I think it even, even dial it back a week further. The defense played well enough for what you position you put them in. I mean, five giveaways. I mean, five giveaways. You hold them to thirty points. I mean, five. I mean, five turnovers in that game from when Trevor Lawrence. You, when you have a young quarterback, Doug and Trent have both talked about not wanting to put the weight of the world on this kid's shoulders. Understandable. They built a good defense that took that pressure off of him. The defense is pitching game. This defense has played well enough to win every football game yes, they've been in. Absolutely. The offense has let them down. Absolutely. And at some point, whether it's, all right, we're just going to turn into a smash-mouth football team and hand off to James Robbins and Travis Etienne and, and pound down the throat, or Trevor Lawrence is going to have to step up, or this season will end in a disappointment. Because right now, the Jaguars' defense is in the top 10 in scoring defense. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me you don't think a top 10 scoring defense is like is a successful condition to have to be a, at least in the playoff conversation? Right. If you have a top 10 scoring defense here in Jacksonville and this team is two games out of the playoffs, I'll be leading the bandwagon for it. We probably need to think about the quarterback. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying because, like, realistically, the defense isn't the issue. How And at the the way they're playing, I don't know how long Mike Caldwell going to be here. Yep. So you better take advantage of it now. You had, you know, as, as the defense universally in the body of work through five weeks of the season, I look at two issues, and that was week one against the commanders. They gave up just absolute – inexcusable plays down the stretch. When the game's on the line, they came back that Monday and Wednesday and said, hey, we saw the issues. We fixed them. These issues are addressed. It's communication. Jacksonville defense has played well in the secondary since that point. And then the issues against the Eagles in the running game. That, to me, has been the worst two performances of the season. And the Washington game was basically a quarter and a half of questionable defense mm -hmm. and the Eagles game was you know you stopped Jalen Hurts in that game you played very well against him and 
uh, gave up on the run. You had the injury to um, Fadakasi that really hurt that run game. Uh, and they, but they were just gassed. They, the offense it, wasn't giving them a break. It was, it was basically we were back to what we saw last year, where the defense was playing well enough. Right. But the offense couldn't sustain drive, so you don't. No team has enough players on defense to keep guys fresh right. when the offense can just hand the ball off every, you know, and sustain drives like that. It it's not at some point the Jaguars' offense is a part of the the struggles for the defense because last year the defense was fine. They yep. weren't great. They weren't as good as they're playing now, but they were fine. But the offense would go on the field three and out, punt the ball, and the defense is back to work. So. You, at some point, you do get gassed, and that's where that Damian Pierce run in the um, last week that was the difference in right. the game. That's where it came from. I mean, it, there was frustration on the field from them because they weren't getting the points from the offense. There, uh, the penalty from Trayvon Walker, of course, there was a penalty on um, was it on Tyson Campbell? Regardless, the the Texans marched down the field. And that defense was just gassed. And they, they gave tired. up 13, 13 points in that game. 13 which points. Which is still if, superior. If I told Doug Peterson to right a team, now you got to win that game. That if if your defense gives up 13 points, do you win or lose the football game? He'd say, I'd like to think we'd win. Right. Because it's two touchdowns. Like, and matter of fact, if I even take it a step farther, your defense gave up one touchdown and two 50 plus yard football mm-hmm. games. How many times out of 100 do you win that football game? I would say but, 98% of the time. Exactly. And matter of fact, and you want to take it a step further again? The Jaguars had over 400 yards of offense. Right. Just couldn't score. Yep. It's and, like... It, and so, to, yeah, again, to your point, um, the defense has played extremely well in probably all but about five and maybe maybe six quarters of the season. I, I would say, okay, the defense would play rock solid Mm -hmm. for all but about five and a half to six quarters of the season. And again, the games that you've lost, the the Commanders game, okay, your defense let you down there at the end of that game. In the fourth quarter of that game, you needed one stop, you couldn't get it. Defense struggled. After that, they have been a different team to me. Um, Take away the Eagles game when you had injuries and your offense turning the ball over, that's an extreme situation. Your defense has been the hallmark of this team. We said it throughout the preseason, we saw it through training camp. The defense was further ahead than the offense. They've been that way throughout the um, preseason games when the starters win. They've been that way in the regular season. At some point, your offense has just got to do a little bit to get you caught up to there. And we're not talking your your offense has got to be a top five offensive league. We're talking a little bit mm-hmm. of production. I mean, a, a touchdown last game, for God's sakes, would have probably won them that game. It, it would and have it, won the game. <laughs> I, I don't I just I don't understand how this offense continues to be so inconsistent and we thought we had solved those problems early on in the season. Trevor was clicking, AFC Offensive Player of the Week, things had turned a corner, he was looking like the number one pick and for whatever reason two absolute stinkers in a row and fans again you look at comments on our stories online uh, it's the same thing. Trevor's a bust, Trevor's a bust. Now to his credit and I'm not on the the ditch Trevor bandwagon uh, just yet. I do think year three is probably that huge pivotal year for him uh, you will, you know, optimistically, you will have the same coaching staff, coordinators for back-to-back years, and I think that's where he takes that next step. All right, hear me out here. So I'm not. I'm again. I'm, I'm worried not, about hearing I, you out here. I, I, you should be. <laughs> uh, so I'm not. I'm not on the ditch Trevor bandwagon okay. just yet. I'm just cautiously optimistic. Okay, that's the terminology that I right. decided to embrace when it comes to Trevor. I'm cautiously optimistic. I think he 
has the tools to be a very good player. It just hasn't come together yet. Okay. But I do think with the way the defense is playing, if this team falls apart, they don't win a bunch of games, it is probably a lot on Trevor's shoulders mm. and on his plate. If this does fall apart, let's just say if here, I'm not sure. I know a lot of people have been saying I was crazy, and I, I embrace the crazy at this point. <laughs> I, I am not convinced he gets a year three. And let me tell you why. That's bold. Let, let that, me, that's bold. Okay. It, it is bold, but let me tell you why. And, and you might, you, all of a sudden, it's going to make a little bit of sense. All right. Trent Bulky on his second stop. How many general managers get a third try? Yeah, true. All right, Doug Peterson on his second stop. How many head coaches get a third try? How long do those two hitch their wagon to a kid if they're not sure he's the guy because how long of a leash realistically are they going to end up getting? And then especially, goodness forbid, this team's picking in the top 10 in a draft where everyone seems to be bought in on, on a bunch of quarterbacks being good and in it. Okay. If they pass up on, you know, in the past, people always bring up, oh, we passed up on Deshaun Watson, we passed up on Lamar Jackson. Let's say C.J. Stroud's good, and he's sitting there, and you pass up on him because you're saying, oh, well, Trevor Lawrence. That's going to be the same stick that people stake in the ground and say fire these two in a year or two when C.J. Stroud's tossing touchdowns. So I'm just saying All right, these two probably aren't getting like, a third try. So if they see this year and it goes awful, all of a sudden they're not going to publicly say it, but they, I guarantee you they're going to be looking at them quarterbacks saying, maybe we should. Because they know this is their – Trent said it. Trent said it in a press he conference. He said it. He, he did. He said, if Trayvon flops, I ain't got to worry about, about making another again. pick. <laughs> right. Because it ain't – I won't be that guy. Yes. And Doug knows – Doug ain't, hasn't said it yet, but he knows coaches don't typically get a third try. So if Trevor ain't it for them, they better figure out now. So people keep talking about, oh, they can't do that. They got to give him a third year. I ain't so sure because these two, when you sit down after the dust is settled on the season, if it goes wrong and it's on Trevor's plate, they got to look at each other and say, well, I like coaching and I like being a general manager. Is this the kid that's going to keep me employed? Yeah, I, and I think that's – I think I, I agree with what you're saying. I think it's too early It is too to early that. to get and there. I think that's why I think I'm year just, three I'm is just, the year. That's why I'm not guaranteeing a year three, though. That, that, that's all I'm saying. I'm just not guaranteeing it yet. I'm not saying that he's already played his way out of year three yet, but I'm just not saying it's guaranteed. Yeah, it's not I, it's guaranteed. I do think there's uh, – I do think there – now, if Jacksonville falls apart, they finish 2-15. and 15. Um, they, Again, I still think there's, there's probably some grace for Trevor um, at this point in the process. I don't think they give up on him. Uh, year three, I do think that year three is critical. Again, you're, you have been going into your – and look, we're talking just presumptively yeah. um, about you – know, they could turn things around and win the AFC South. But let's just say Trevor has a kind of middle of the road. And, again, we've talked – I think we, we had a pretty good podcast segment months ago about what it would take for Trevor to kind of be considered – a success, and we listed the the quarterbacks kind of in that twelve to fifteen range, twelve to fourteen range, and we said that to you know to us that would be considered a, a pretty good success for Trevor to make that leap from 30, 31, 32 up into 12, 13, 14, 15. That ca- that would be a massive achievement for Trevor to go from bottom of the the tail end of the league to that upper third cut of the league. So I do think that is still possible. We saw what he could do. Uh, in that AFC Offensive Player of the Week performance, yeah. in that start, I do think it's there. It's, but I'm I'm with you. I do think it's that there are there. I'm just saying it's not guaranteed right now. 
Last year's quarterback class looks bad. Bad, like, oh, bad, Mac bad. Jones looks like by far and head and shoulders the best one on the field at the moment. And he there's been talk him. about him not getting his job back and, when he comes back. And so he, exactly. He, Justin he's Fields has been in. bad. Justin Fields has been awful. Zach Williams or Zach Wilson doesn't look great. Trevor's looked shaky at best. Davis Mills is meh. Like last year's quarterback class looks bad. That, yes, it does. So I'm just saying uh, that I play devil's advocate on some of this stuff. Again, I'm still cautiously optimistic. I do still believe that this team is a playoff caliber roster with the way the AFC South is structured. So I, and with that said, I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to kind of stabilize the shift. I think the defense is going to carry them and Trevor in that offense will score enough points and, to win them some games. And I do think that that's kind of when we were heading into the season, I think that that's the kind of the mindset we had, that this defense was kind right. of the going to you know be the the owner that walked the dog kind of deal. We just need him to and, be Trent Dilfer. With, yeah, the, with it, the 2000 Ravens, he he needs to be he needs to be rookie Russell Wilson. He needs to be early career Tom Brady. Yeah, manage the game, and when you're in a close game late, I need you to be able to step up and transcend just for one drive. And he's I, not been able to. And do that. he has not been able to do that. And that's where the questions come, and that's where the looks always come. Is okay. Well, they play this close game. He's met most of the way, but when it's time for you to step up, the guys step up and he hasn't been able to get there yet and I would say I, I, opportunities but I, he just hasn't and I know Doug has been asked that same exact question these last two weeks in a row when will Trevor be able to kind of authoritatively take this offense when you're down 24 to 20 with a buck 50 left in the game and march this team 79 yards down the field and stick it in the end zone when are we going to see that? And it's not a guarantee, but, you know, Doug continues to say, and he said the last two weeks, we need to keep putting him in this position to get that experience to do that. But you know Doug's got to be frustrated seeing these opportunities when you have a, in, in, in no way am I comparing him to Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or anything, but when you have an elite quarterback, you've got confidence. I mean, how many times do you think Packers fans have said, oh, oh you know, we're, we're down 24-20, Aaron Rodgers got 80 yards to go. Every time. Absolutely. You have absolute confidence that he's going to deliver. And I posted a question on, on Twitter last week during the game about how many Jaguars fans are confident that Trevor Lawrence can lead this team on a game-winning drive, a game-tying drive. Zero response, responded, said, I, I have no confidence that Trevor can do that. And to me, that's, that's an indictment on where yeah. he is, where, you know, the confidence he's instilled – in this fan base, it's so fleeting because we, you know, again, this was a defensive strength team heading into this year. We both said it. We training camp all the time in preseason games. Defense was further along than the offense, and we got a little bit of a taste of this team is pretty good on offense through three weeks of the season, and that was completely smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. And they've regressed a little bit as teams have found them out. You know, and again, I, look, I think Doug, Doug and Press are doing a good job. And they're scheming guys. Oh, open. yes. Absolutely. It's the misses. It's the boneheaded interceptions on, on crucial drives. The drop passes it's, continue. The, the drop passes hurt the wide receiver core. But it's also the, the, his inability to either see the people or decide to take the, what the defense is giving him in certain moments. It's the hero ball of sorts. Mm -hmm. I mean, people talk about hero ball sometimes, and it's, well, I got to go for the home run play right now. Right. No, just take the five yards that's in front of you and let's go to second down. Right. Uh, and 
that's where at some point, especially in those game-winning drives, every single time in a Jaguars loss, they've had the ball with the opportunity to go down and win or tie the game. Each one has ended in a turnover. Yep. Each drive. And it's tra- been this it's, season. This it, season. It's been the Commanders game. Again, that was a terrible decision. You know, when asked about that that throw on third down in that Commanders game, Trevor said he would have taken that shot again. That was a terrible play. Throw the ball away. Give yourself one more down to try and and get a first down and keep the drive going and keep the game going. Mm -hmm. And what do you do? You launch a Hail Mary that has no – you can't even see a receiver downfield. You throw into triple coverage. It's picked off. Again, hero ball. And Trevor – his credit this week, uh, you know, kind of said he was going to try some things different and try to reduce some of those errors and not try to force things. So we'll see if that pays off. And he seems like a guy who is going to, you know, to possibly start maybe checking down a little bit, maybe tucking it and running. You know, that the, the goal line play last week, second and one, you're inside the ten. You could tuck it and run. You know, even if you're stopped for no gain, mm-hmm. it's third and one. You know, and you have two more downs to to get that. So. I'd like to see Trevor clean that up, take not as many as chances. I mean, he, he's not a Brett Favre where you, you got confidence that Brett Favre can go down and win the game, but Brett Favre took massive, massive risks right. and paid for me. He's leading interception thrower in NFL wow. history. And Trevor just does not – I just don't have that confidence in Trevor. I don't think the Jaguars have confidence in Trevor <laughs> right now. Um, as being that guy, but hopefully with you know with ten more games, twelve more games of experience this year and next year, to me, next year is make or break for Trevor. And that sounds like that's similar to what Doug has said. He's always said it's the second year in a system that makes the yes. difference for quarterbacks. And Doug right now has been preaching that patience in Trevor Lawrence that you know he, he mentioned this week. Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, yep. a lot of these quarterbacks. The, the second year in a system is where all of a sudden you see the light come on. Now, on the bright side, I think we've ragged on Trevor for long enough at this point. Uh, on the bright side, he's had some pretty good games against the Indianapolis Colts. At the end of last season, he went 223 for two touchdowns. Earlier this year, 235 and two touchdowns. That's back-to-back pretty good games mm-hmm. against a defense that or, or a team that you play twice a year. So if you're going to be good against a team, a division opponent, mm-hmm. we'll take that. Uh, Jaguars haven't won in Indy, though, since 2017. And the one game at Trevor Lawrence's career where he somewhat struggled against the Colts was the one last season in Indy, only 162 yards, but no touchdowns and no interceptions in that game. So at the very least, he doesn't turn the ball over to the Colts. Right. You hey, know? that's positive. That is positive. So I... Uh, again, I, I want to see what Jacksonville does against a more of a healthier Colts team. Yes. Uh, with Jonathan, let's see what they do against Jonathan Taylor. You know, Matt Ryan's a statue back there, so if they can continue to put pressure on him, uh, you know, Trayvon Walker kind of said he was a sitting duck back there, uh, and, and he had a great game uh, against the Colts. So uh, it will be interesting to see Jacksonville's defense, how they perform, uh, being challenged again uh, against Indy. You know the history there and. I mean, history in the AFC South seems to kind of mean something. I know coaches don't like saying, oh, you know, we don't look at games from the past. We uh, we don't care our West Coast road trip history. And Jacksonville played well to his credit uh, against the Chargers this year on the West Coast. But to me, AFC South games, when history applies, it is very applicable. The mm-hmm. Texans, we saw what they did. Jaguars playing the Colts in Jacksonville. We saw what happened in that game. Jacksonville and Nashville against the Titans. We know their terrible history there. So AFC South history really seems to apply to me in a lot of these cases, you know? So hopefully 
uh, we'll see a more consistent performance from Trevor. I think we'll see a, a good performance from the defense uh, against Matt Ryan. I, I think uh, they've got his number. Um, but I'm just hoping to see a better Trevor Lawrence this week. I think we're going to see a better team overall. This seems like a team that needed a little bit of a, a jump start. They kind of, as we kind of talked about earlier, I felt like they, they were getting a little overconfident. They were feeling themselves a little early season success in a team that hasn't seen a ton of it. You know, in, in some games, you go out there, you lose to the Texans, you give them their first one of the year. That's kind of that reality mm-hmm. check. And you gotta, sometimes you got to remind yourself that this is, a, this is one of the younger teams in the league, so it's made up of 20-something-year-olds, you know what I mean? Um, so you, it's that grounding. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get kicked in the teeth by another roster, uh, that that's supposed to be one of the worst in the NFL, and they know that. <laughs> you know, uh, all of a sudden that's a reality check. Of, oh wow, we we really do have to show up week in and week out. So this should be a motivated group that hits the field in Indianapolis, uh, and maybe they'll end up better for it. I mean, the one thing that that we have to remember is that even that 17 team didn't get off to a blazing mm-hmm. start to the year. Backed its way into the playoffs too. Backed their way into the playoffs. So. This team is still set up for success. I mean, you, you don't want to look too far down down the road, but if you look down the road, they're playing some beat-up teams the mm-hmm. rest of the way, man. I mean, outside of what? The Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Ravens. That's it. That's the, that's that's the that's the only teams that you're really looking at. Like, okay, these are tough games. Not Cowboys mean, to me. Oh, the I Cowboys. Think, I the think Cowboys. When, when da- you know, heck, if Cooper Rush continues to stay there, too, um, you know he's done very well, but the, the Dallas one does does worry me a little bit. Um, right, along but, with the Chiefs, but but the Giants are one of the worst undefeated or, or, or one lost teams one lost teams in, in the league. Like, let's be serious. Does Daniel Jones strike fear into your heart? No. All right. Does Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett? No, absolutely. It not. doesn't worry you at all. All right. And then you got the Lions, who are, are they've been dealing with nothing but injuries. Mm-hmm. For as well as Dick Campbell kind of had them playing early in the year, showing some people some things. They've been beat up. I mean, DJ Chart can't stay healthy. Amon Ross St. Brown's been beat up. Uh, DeAndre Swift's missing games. I mean, who knows who they're going to have on the field for this game. Uh, Titans, Titans are a beat-up football team. Tons of injuries. They'll be without their best defensive player hands down. We'll just see who else is back by then. I mean, they're missing wide receivers left and right. So you got them twice. The Jets, another beat-up football mm-hmm. team. So you've got a lot of teams that have been ravaged by injuries. I mean, the and Cowboys, to Jacksonville's credit, they have actually stayed healthy. relatively healthy. I mean, outside of Foley missing a couple of games, Zay missing one, they really haven't had any major injuries. I mean, you've got Calevon Chase on and Ben Barch that have gone to the injury reserve this week. So Tyler Shatley steps in. Not exactly a huge downgrade. Yeah, I, you on, know, I think guard. So, I think it was more of a surprise to fans that Caleb was still on the team uh, than than putting him on IR. So the rest of the way, this team needs a win this week because that can start their little run. I mean, if they win this week, again, we said the Giants are next week. None of us feel real bad about the Giants game. Mm-hmm. And that Broncos game, none of us feel real bad about that Broncos game. One that's on Channel 4, by the way, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> and then you got the Raiders after that. I mean, keep in mind, the, the Giants game, at home. The Raiders game, at home. The Broncos game's in London, but technically at home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one way or another, you have an opportunity to go on a little bit of a run. Then you hit the, the Chiefs and the Ravens could be your speed bumps mm-hmm. the rest of the way. But, I mean... As long as they handle business in Indy, sweep the Colts, all of a sudden that rest of that see the rest of the schedule, you feel like they could easily finish the year with six or seven losses. Yep. 
So you, you got to feel pretty good about that. I, this is a crucial game because, like I said, this is kind of the start of where you, you could go on a three-game run here easily before you have to play a healthy team in the Raiders. And the Raiders don't look good. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you, if you play your cards right, you go on a four-game winning streak before you see the Chiefs. And, again, young roster, they go on a four-game winning streak. They rolling in the Kansas City fielding themselves. Right. That, that's good and bad. <laughs> that's good and bad because if, you, if you're confident and feeling yourself a little bit, you roll into the Chiefs, you're bringing your A game because you know Pat Mahomes will hang 40 on you. Right. So while, while that can be bad when you go against the Texans, who you think are a bad team, that's good when you go against the Chiefs, who you think are a good team, because you don't go in feeling like, oh, man, if we make one mistake, we're out of it. Right. So th this season is far from over, but it has to start this week. This gets you back to scratch, back to 3-3, three and three, which is huge for the standpoint of this roster moving forward. Yeah, and it's a division game. You really kind of crap the bed and let one get away from you last week against Houston. This would be a, you know, Colts were a presumptive AFC South champ with Matt Ryan entering this year. So to, to be Everybody able to sweep them, yeah, to be able to sweep them uh, and get Trevor some confidence going forward and into that stretch. And again, I'm not confident that in, in the Giants and, you know, one loss. Yeah, great start. Brian Dable's got them uh, feeling good. But, you know, you mentioned Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. I, I, I'm not overwhelmed by that. And the Broncos have been absolutely terrible looking with Russell Wilson. Utterly so awful. I am not... Yeah, the schedule sets up well, and I, I do think that you know, I said last week was a must-win game. I think this is another must-win yes. game, a division game, a chance to really kind of stomp your foot on the Colts and say, hey, that wasn't a fluke. Uh, we're here to stay in the AFC South. And um, I still don't think Jacksonville is, is AFC South contending worthy this year. Uh, I said beginning of the year, I thought next year was their season. I thought the, uh, the Titans and Colts, I thought, would, would still be a step ahead of them. This is a chance to say, Justin, you're completely wrong, and get a chance to uh, to, to kind of say, hey, we are in contention of this division this year. We are going to be a force, and uh, beating the Colts, sweeping the Colts uh, to start six weeks into the season would be a pretty darn good, impressive uh, performance for Doug Peterson. All right, are you going to pick them to win the game? I'm going to pick the Jags to win the game. I, I think it'll be close, um, and, and to reminder, I am uh, one in four in my predictions this year uh, for the Jags. So uh, one in four. So take this with a grain of salt. Jacksonville 24-17. 24-17. I like it. All right. I'm 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 with you. I'm going to pick the Jaguars in this one. I think this is a very upset roster uh, that's going to go out and take on a very upset Colts team. But I like the Jaguars upset over the, ja or over the Colts upset. Uh, I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to be fully healthy. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. doesn't necessarily scare me as much as he did a year ago. Uh, I like the Jaguars' chances. Uh, whoo, all right, a score on this one? Let's hear it. Let's go 28-24. All right. So a, a close game, but I have the Jaguars with the edge in that one. That would get them back to scratch. All right, that'll do it for our News for Jags podcast. Uh, we'll check in with you again next week.